Well, hello and welcome back, fellow riders on Bus Talk, a podcast about work-life issues which crowd our minds each day. Myth-busting into reality, we share some tips and tricks to better your work-life balance, or the lack thereof. Simply put, it's a straight talk to help you cope well with various situations without having to reinvent the wheel. And yes, there is a lot of traffic So it does take time. We go slow, steady and at our own pace. If this is what piques your interest, you're on the right bus. So sit back, turn up the volume and enjoy the ride. I'm your host GB and you're listening to Bus Talk. In today's ride, we bus talk about how to increase sales intensity. Now, it's important to understand that sales intensity is a function of time. It asks you, how much can you stretch in a limited amount of time without dropping quality or indulging in any malpractices, of course. So, for example, if you had 10 transactions in one day, could you do 15? So, let's break down the dynamics of the stretch number and figure out how to increase your sales velocity. To understand this, let me take you to physics first. Remember, speed equals distance by time. Speed equals distance by time. So it's very important to first understand how much time do you have, say in a quarter, in a month, and basis that math, you can therefore decide the workload to manage. Let me explain this to you in an example. Assume your target is to get 30 leads in a month, 3-0, 30 leads in a month. Keep this number in mind, write it down somewhere separately. And let's see what you need to do to get this number for sure without exceptions, all right? So simply put, 30 days per month into one lead per day should get you covered, right? To get to 30 leads, you need to do one lead per day. But the question is, do you have 30 days at all? Answer is no, you don't. You have 22. Why? Remove the four weekends. So eight days are gone. Four into two, eight days are gone from 30. That leaves you with 22 days. Now the math is slightly different. You need to get to 30 leads in 22 days, which means you need to operate at 1.3 leads per day velocity. Is that all? Are you worried? Perhaps not so much. But wait, there's more. There's a slight difference between 22 days and 22 work days. Let me explain. 22 work days actually means 220 hours of work, assuming that you are working 10 hours per day. So now calculate your daily workload components, which are non-customer facing. For example, CRM updates, account research, team meetings, your breaks, mail checking, replying, WhatsApp checking, and these are the broad five or six components. So how much time do you spend on these activities? Let's assume 30 minutes per activity. Fair? So there are six activities, which means 180 minutes or three hours per day of work just gone in these six components, which do not directly generate revenue. They indirectly generate revenue, but not directly. So now three works, three hours per day multiplied by the available work days, that is 22 days. That means you've lost 66 work hours updating CRM, research, team meetings, breaks, mail checks, and WhatsApp breaks, 
okay deduct 66 hours from 220 hours originally remember you had 220 hours this means you now have 154 work hours remaining 154 work hours divide by the 10 hour work day you will remain with 15 work days per month to engage with a direct customer facing time now redo the math 30 leads in 15 work days this doubles your workload which means you have to now do two leads per day remember you started with one lead per day for 30 days now it works out that you have to do two leads per day in 15 days so the net of it is what you thought initially was like a walk in the park now suddenly is like a walk on Mars all rocks and no air to breathe now that you know exactly what you need to do Let's find out how you're going to go about doing it. And so to better understand the how, let me explain the easiest language that all of you understand. It's the language of money. So let me quantify this for you from a money earned versus money lost standpoint. So have you ever thought how much did you earn or lose per hour of work? Let me share an example. Assume your CTC is 20 lakhs per annum and you are on a 70-30 plan, 70% fixed and 30% variable. This means 6 lakhs is at stake for you to earn your 100% incentive. Now divide 6 lakhs per quarter and you have 1.5 lakhs at stake per quarter, correct? Now divide this by 3 months, it means you have 50,000 rupees to earn each month or you should at least target to get to 50,000 rupees each month by delivering the month goal. How much time did you have remaining as per our earlier calculation? You had 154 hours left, 15 days, remember 15 days into 10 hours. So it's around 15, 154 hours. This means 324 rupees per hour. 50,000 rupees divided by 154 is 324 rupees per hour. This also means the hours lost, which was 66, cost you 21,428 rupees already. Remember, those hours that you invested in breaks, WhatsApp, mail checks and all other activities, non-customer facing activities, cost you 21,428 rupees. So basically, it is a whopping 42% of your potential monthly earning. You can extrapolate that into three quarters, into three months, and you will know how much money do you potentially stand to lose by continually engaging in non-customer-facing engagements. The question is, is it worth it? Can you afford it? I'm guessing not. And so, do you really need a pat on the back and a sales contest and a motivation speech to tell you how much more money you need to earn? I'm guessing not. Why? Because as a salesperson, you ought to know what is your run rate per hour? How much money are you making? Remember the ABC concept? ABC means activity-based costing. Each activity that you do, it costs the company some money. It costs you some money. So know your hourly worth and how much you're making and how much you're losing per activity. And so by this analogy, try and calculate the amount of time that you spend, actually spend on WhatsApp or Facebook check during office hours. How much is it really costing you? Have you ever calculated that? I'm sure this must have been a little shocking to you, but fear not. We've all gone through this phase of monotony. We have gone through ups and downs and sales pressure and everything. But remember, sales intensity comes from 
the money that you can earn in the shortest period of time. And therefore, it is very important to know the activities that you are doing. And so remember these three things, friends. Prioritize customer-facing time, maximize customer-facing time, and minimize non-productive time. And so how do you prioritize customer-facing time? Well, you sort out your Excel sheet. You sort out by job title, vertical, city, company size by revenue, company size by employees, their fiscal and any such parameter which will help you better filter into cat A, cat B, cat C, which means cat A is the most probable customer or your ideal customer, cat B being slightly lesser and cat C being, well, we can give them a call in three months time or whatever. So first up, ensure that you prioritize your list periodically, update it well. And this is in your non-customer facing time. Remember, in fact, you could even do it after office hours if you really want to maximize your customer facing time. And therefore, how do you maximize your customer facing time? Just remember one thing, my rule of seven, which means you have to at least speak with seven people in an organization before you declare it to be a no opportunity. Now, seven is just a number. Don't get worked up about it. If it is five, five. Essentially, what I'm trying to say is you can't just pick up the phone and talk to this one person in the company and assume that there is no opportunity in the entire company. And this is, of course, for a B2B business. So you will have to reach five, six or seven people, different people in different departments before coming to a conclusion that there is no opportunity in this particular account. And there itself, where you thought you had one contact, you now have seven contacts per account. And if you have 100, you have got 700 people to call. And then suddenly you will realize that 15 days is not enough. You need 16th day, you need the 17th day and therefore minimize on other activities to maximize your customer facing time. It also helps if you slow down. This is the dichotomy of it all. The way to go fast is to slow down. Remember, you are the expert. So sound like one. Making quick rapid calls, asking binary close-ended questions has a very low conversion and hit rate. And therefore, these are all tied together. Remember, I told you how to prioritize your account. So for your cat A, you are the expert. You take time and you talk like a professional and you come across with gravitas and ensure that the conversion is the highest there. That is key. For the lesser cat B, you spend little lesser time and go little more rapid fire. And the final list where you just ask whether they're interested, yes or no, and get a move on. So you see your calling activity, your list is a mix and match. It's not unidimensional. It's not just one size fits all. You keep changing and that's how you prioritize, maximize your customer facing time. Final word, and I don't think I need to drill this in you anymore, that minimize your non-productive time. Be very conscious about it how you spend your time. Think of yourself as a consultant who's billing the company on an hourly basis. Like if you were in the US, you would probably be at a $10 an hour rate. So $10 into nine hours is $90 or make it like say $100 a day into five days, $500 is at stake. And of which, if you are going to spend 40% in non-productive activity, you have straight lost 
right? So be very clear on your productive versus non-productive time. In cricket parlance, there's a fabulous example of Mr. Rahul Dravid. You know, he had once said, I don't need additional motivation to play for India. When I wear the India cap, I don't need a pat on the back to go and perform well for my country. Drawing inspiration from that, if you are a salesperson, you don't need a sales contest, you don't need additional motivation speeches and big fist pumping headlines to get your adrenaline going. Being a smart salesperson is to be on the money at all times. You are driven, you're motivated, you're focused and you're headed with a cause. And clearly, if this doesn't occur to you, it doesn't come to you naturally, maybe you shouldn't be in sales. That could be a sign as well. Maybe you could be excellent in marketing. You could be in pre-sales perhaps. There could be multiple other areas which you could do well. But it's very crucial for you to understand your true calling and no pun intended there. But the earlier you understand your true calling, the faster you will make more money. That's the trick to be a successful salesperson. And that's why I think sales intensity is a function of clarity or thought clarity. Well, that's all for now. I hope you had a good time listening as much as I had sharing these thoughts. And if you did, do tune in to the other episodes of Bus Talk. Yes, you could share them on Facebook or Twitter and with especially those who might appreciate similar content. And if you need to talk to me or reach out to me, you can use the Twitter handle hashtag Gyanban, spelled as G-Y-A-N-B-A-N, one word, or email me on gyanban at gmail.com. Again, spelled as G-Y-A-N-B-A-N-N. Be sure to tune in next week. There is a fascinating episode coming up for you. Till we meet again, stay safe, be well, and bring your A-game to work. Ciao.